Are you the cheapest player on the team? Do we need to use the word cheap or can we use the word frugal? I understand this is, you know, probably not good for my head, but this is what I'm doing. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Are we allowed to curse on here? Sure, yeah, it's a podcast. Hell you can do no. whatever you want. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. I am Ryan Mink. And I'm Garrett Downing. And today we, we're going to get away from football a little bit. I don't know that there's going to be a single football question on here. So for all you diehards, you know, you can wait till the next podcast or catch up on some old podcasts. No, this but, is uh, also a way to get to know some of these guys yeah. off the field. That's exactly. what we want to do. Exactly. And quite honestly, when you're riding a three-game losing streak, we can talk about some other stuff right it's, now. It's a nice reprieve from just dialing into the X's and O's right. and what's wrong with the offense and holding penalties and all that stuff. Let's me, talk about something else. You don't need to hear me ranting and screaming anymore. Uh, Trust so, me. <laughs> yeah, you hear enough of it. Today we welcome in a favorite of mine, John Urschel. We know you're a smart guy, so we will give you credit for being the smartest of the three people sitting on the couch today. But the real question is who's number two? Who are you giving number two? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Don't blow it. Don't blow it here, John. This, this, it's a really easy question. I don't know why you're struggling so much over this one. I'm going to go Mink. Yeah! Oh! Boom! What's up with that? Just got to go with my boy. That's, yes. uh, that's unreal. Now, so Sug said I beat you in a fight. John says I'm smarter than you. Can we get the next person in here to just say I'm more successful? I, or I'm done with these questions. Wait, Sis says <laughs> you would beat him in a fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Not a chance. Yeah, oh, dude, chance. that's just a makeup call. Not a chance. That's a makeup call right there. I'm back on the board. Like I can, I can kind of go on your side when it's close. Like, oh wow, this some isn't even close. You just can't. You, know, <laughs> you can't even lie about. Wow, wow. I feel a little bit better today. This, I like the direction where this is headed. I'd rather, I'd rather have a reputation for able to beat you in a fight than being smarter. I think I'd pass that one up. <laughs> um, so talking about being smart. Uh, very smart guy here sitting mm-hmm. with us. Uh, and you're working on your PhD program at MIT. Actively working on that now, correct? I mean, that's kind of still ongoing. Oh, in the fall? Yeah. Don't touch a math book in the fall. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. But in the springs. In the spring. Okay. Uh, in layman's terms, yeah. can you explain to us what you're doing uh, in math, what you're working on? Yeah. I, uh, I do a lot of stuff in theoretical computer science. So using computers and one of the big things that I do is I work in artificial intelligence, which is essentially teaching computers how to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So what kind of things do you want these computers to do? Well, I want them to be able to learn, be able to learn like a human learns. Really? Yeah. Like a human learns from their past experiences, their examples, and they extrapolate. And I want computers to be able to do that. Like give us an example. Okay. You're like a baby. Mm-hmm. True. The stove's on. Yeah, you, you still are a baby, so maybe <laughs> you, can, you can follow this. The stove's on. You touch the stove. It's hot. You burn your hand. Right. It hurts. Okay. Now, you're not by the stove. You're outside. You're by the grill. Mm-hmm. And the grill is on. That's not hot. Definitely not hot. <laughs> Mix still hasn't learned. You've learned from the stove, you are not touching that grill while it's hot with all those flames inside. (laughs) That's learning. How do we teach a computer that? How do we teach a computer 
intuition and instincts like humans have. That's very cool. I mean, that is like the next kind of step for us, I feel like. Like the next technological step is that. It feels, to be honest, it feels like the Terminator movie. You know what I mean? Like I feel, do you ever, people think of artificial intelligence. Whenever I think of AI, I think of the Terminator movie where it's like robots on the battlefield and they come to take over the world. When you start talking about like robots learning and computers, do you ever think about that? And like, could this go wrong? You know, that's like, that's a Terminator. You could be contributing to the end of the world here, (laughs) Right. You know, Jeremy always says that too. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, No, I'm not concerned about that because computers... They aren't stupid, but they aren't smart. They're only as stupid or smart as the person who's coding them or using them. That's Computers won't too. do anything that we don't teach it to do. But I, aren't End of you, story. But you're teaching them how to learn. So aren't they learning on their own, like learning stuff that you didn't teach them? But we're teaching them to learn. Okay. All right. Uh, this is Dr. Frankenstein I, kind of stuff. I, I'm telling you, I always think of whenever I think of AI and like oh. getting to that point, I always go back to the Terminator movie and I'm always like, we're getting closer to that. That's, you know, it scares me a little bit. Mm. Freaks me out a little bit. Dude, I'm going to be on Team Robot. Yeah. <laughs> well, team how Robot. do you unprogram this thing? We need to get ourselves back here. <laughs> so when, when you were growing up, John, yeah. uh, did you ever have people like that made fun of you or called you like a nerd or were people too scared because you were too big? That's a good question. I got really bullied when I was like little, really? like in elementary school. Uh-huh. I mean, I was big, but like you're in elementary school, so I was kind of chunky. I was a chunky kid, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was, you know, smart and I was antisocial. I didn't really, you know, talk. You know, the social uh-huh. skills weren't really there. <laughs> but once I got to middle school, I kind of grew into my body more. Uh-huh. Started playing sports, and like, this is gonna sound strange, but for me, the best way to avoid like getting bullied when I was a little kid was just fit in conformity man oh man. I so wouldn't I definitely would started, not guess that for started you started playing sports and like I was good at it and I was just one of the guys did you ever get in a fight in grade school did you ever have no to comment <laughs> no comment on that because you're still like the principal might be listening right <laughs> just, <laughs> so what did you have did you have a TI-83 you had to have a TI-83 right no, I had a TI-84. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I had a TI-84, a hand-me-down for my brother. But most people had the TI-83. Yeah, I thought the 83 was the one. That was the big one. Right? So the 84 was like for good mathematicians like John and I. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hell actually, now that I think of it, I had an 83 and an 84, but 84 <laughs> was my baby. Okay, that was the one you really took good care yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have that game on it? Did you have, what was it, Drug Wars A? You remember that game? What game? Drug Wars. I don't know if I know we that game. We didn't, in my high school... We had a lot of games circulating. That was not one of them really? on the market. Like oh, we wow. had like Snake, right? Wasn't we had there's Snake, snake. right? Snake we was a great one. We had like a version of like Mario. Ooh, I didn't have World that. or something. We had like we had a lot of stuff. Yeah, Snake was my game. Snake was pretty great. Snake was on point. That's like Drug Wars. I, that's, that's like, <laughs> Drug Wars is pretty good. Maybe that's just saying something about Rising Sun High School right now. <laughs> I don't know, but man. that's what I would play like when I was on JV, you know, and I'm, you're waiting for Varsity to get done. You're yeah. like, everybody's on their TI-83, and you're just like, meh, 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 snaking it up. Yeah, I bet, I bet kids listening now don't even know about that because now it's all on their phones, so they don't have to worry about 
games like that. It's true. No, they definitely know about that. You can't have your phones out in the middle of class. Uh, that's true. That's You're still you playing do on class? your. That's true. Yeah. You got to have snake. Plus yeah. the calculator. The really the best thing was with a calculator like that. Like you could plug in all kind of answers to math quizzes and stuff. You just have the whole answer sheet in your calculator. I would just look it up that's during test. Got through school. Damn you did, man. You didn't do that. Why would I need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point. So what what is what is the smartest thing that you've ever done, John? The smartest thing I've ever done? Yeah. Uh, Start to play tough. football? I know, it's a tough question. Definitely not play football. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a tougher question this than did you have question? snake on your calculator? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't pretend to make extremely smart decisions in life. I think the smartest thing I've done is I've been good with my money. Okay. We're going to get into that later. That's like, I think that's one of the smarter things. Uh-huh. A lot of the other things I do can be highly questionable for people, <laughs> I think. So what is the most highly questionable? What's the dumbest thing you've done? Let's go on the, the other end thing of this. dumbest thing I've done? Uh, let's see. <laughs> these are flooding more easily. Yeah. yeah these are, <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's a good amount of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to pass on that. <laughs> All right. Would you, say, would you say that, like... You know, people talk about book smarts and street smarts. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a good combination of both, and which one are you smartser about? Do you have more book smarts or more street smarts? I think I'm smartser about <laughs> the street smarts. Okay. Although I have book smarts, I think I'm very good at, you know, taking the things I know and applying them to things in the world and being observant. Nice. A good example of that probably is this uh, birthday party trick you told us about yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah. Share, share with people about this. Because you can make some people some money with this one. Oh, well, I taught it to you guys. Let's see how you remember it. So, well, so, I remember well, it. Let's see, Mink. You're, you're the smart one. Well, we don't have enough people in the room for me to fleece some money off of Garrett, so that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right, so my understanding is that oh, if Lord. you go to a party. <laughs> what? My understanding. This yeah, is, this, it's my understanding is through you. Well, now you're trying to blame me already before you even finish. <laughs> is that if you go to a party and there's... When we looked it up, I think it was 23 <coughs> or more people. If there's 23 people in the room, then you have a 50% chance of there being two people with the same birthday. Not year, but they're born on the same, not day, but they have the same date. Yes. Except year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you get above would I say 23 or 25? Yeah. 23. Then you have a better than 50% chance. So if you're in a room and there's 30 people at the party, you should say to somebody, hey, I'll bet you a hondo, if you're a real high roller, I know John wouldn't make this kind of bet. John's like a $1 bet kind of guy. <laughs> you make a bet and say, you know, I bet you a buck that there's somebody else in this room. Two people have matching birthdays. And you would probably cash in on that bet. Right. And it seems to go against all intuition. You right. would think to say, there's no way. There's 365 days a year. There's only 30... The people in this room, there's no way. Right. But the number of combinations just is, is crazy. Why am I s explaining math stuff here? This is why you're in the lounge. <laughs> See, this is why you're the smart one. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. It's a little... All he needed was a compliment. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Oh, I'm so easy to please. Yeah, we're very petty around here. <laughs> uh, so, John, what was your first love, would you say? Was it math or football? Uh, I think it was football because I was always good at math, like, throughout school, high school, mm -hmm. I didn't really love math as like, as I knew it until I hit to college. Right. I really loved football in high school. So. What, what was it that ignited it in college? Uh, 
I didn't have anyone telling me like what classes I had to take or things like that. So I just got to college and decided I was gonna take a bunch of like really hard math classes that I didn't have prereqs for, mm -hmm. just to like see how I did. And I really liked the challenge. Nice. And I really like uh, started to see how math is just very rigorous and is this language that explains the world around us and how things are the way they are. I mean, both of these things kind of have opened a lot of doors for you. Obviously, football does. That gives you a, uh, a you know, large audience, a, a large platform, and, and so does the math. Uh, mm -hmm. When you think it's all said and done, do you think you're going to make more of an impact on the world through football or through math? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to say I'm going to make different impacts. So through football, I think I reach a very broad audience and I reach a lot of people. And in that respect, I'm touching a lot of lives by trying to you know, set good examples. In math, I think, I hope I'm gonna prove you know, many good results that help push the world forward. And then also try to inspire my students, which is you know, more local, but also I can have a greater effect on them. When you talk about like, uh, like do you wanna use math for the public good, like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess artificial intelligence would be that. I mean, you can help people, like, with disabilities, for example. Yeah. Like, what are some examples where you want to use math for the public good to push the world forward, like you said? Yeah, so this is always a tough question. Yeah. Because math lies at a certain level of abstraction, mm -hmm. and there's always a gap between the fundamental theoretical results and the practice. And there's typically, you know, people in between there. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me think of an example. Uh, using artificial intelligence for the common good. Mm -hmm. You familiar with IBM's Watson? Yes. So they actually use Watson in hospitals to help nurses make diagnoses and like what to do. Okay. Yeah. Make better diagnoses. Yeah. Right. Can Can you talk a little bit about also? how you wanted to, and all the work that you've already done yeah. in getting youth more engaged in math and, and how important that is to you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something I'm passionate about just because when I was a kid, I was very talented in math, but I always felt like I was uh, left behind a little bit. Uh, like I was uh, kind of bored in math class, didn't see the point, didn't see, you know, mm -hmm. how it ties in. And I try to show kids that even if you don't become a scientist or a mathematician, knowing how to think quantitatively can really help you and carry you throughout your life. And I've teamed up with uh, Texas Instruments is a big one mm -hmm. to try to show kids that math matters and math, you know, is something you should invest in. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting when people look at you, they see they see someone who has to be fully dedicated to football to make it at this level. Mm -hmm. And you have to be fully dedicated to your work mathematically yeah. to achieve the success that you have in that area as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not many people that can make it as high in either field as you have. How do you go about balancing that? Good question. Uh, I guess, like, I, I love both of them. Uh -huh. So that's seriously all I do. Like, you just everything do math football. Out, yeah. I just cut out everything else. Well, like, I, I play chess, but, like... Uh -huh. <laughs> I cut out a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I get very busy sometimes. Sometimes I don't see friends like I should. 
haven't been to Minx game night in, <laughs> in, in a, a couple time. moons. <laughs> True. Yeah, True so. statement. So do you, I know you said you don't touch a math book, but can you just like open a blank notebook and just start doing math? Just start, I don't know, doing equations and stuff. Like, and can you do that in your spare time? Well, what do you mean? Like, I, I could. I, I imagine you could. You can open a piece of paper and start well, writing some equations. I can do some long division. Seven plus four. Equals. I, you know, I am pretty good at my multiplication tables, and I thought about today on the podcast just yeah. challenging you. Nine times 14. Oh, 1836. 136? No. 126. No. 90. 90 plus 36. <laughs> That's 126. There you go. I said 126. You doubted yourself. I didn't even say a word, did I? It was the look you on your face. You gave a look, though. That's why we need That's the camera all here. That's why we need the camera here. <laughs> I was going to say, like, two, plus, you know, two times two. Then like double, just double it up, like four, eight, 16, 32, 64, 128, like that. You see how quick that was? What I don't know if next? we could go that quick. It was 256. There you go. Yeah. What comes 512. Next? Okay, keep going. 1,024. Keep going. 2,048. Ooh, keep This going. is a great podcast. <laughs> We're really on you a ever roll. Play that, uh, you ever play that 2048 block game? Uh, no. You don't know? You don't Do you know, know 24 time? Challenge, though? 24 challenge, what's that? Oh, 24 challenge. I was, I rocked it. In I don't even know what that is. It's you have to do any. So you have like a, a card with four numbers on it, right? Yeah. And then you do any combination using all four of those to get to 24, and you have to explain it. And the first person that figures it out like taps the card, uh, and you do like you know six times four minus two, you know. 24 like is like a modern game. There's like blocks, and you like can move them. I have not done that. It's it's fun. Can you solve a Rubik's cube really quickly? I used to be able to, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, certain parts of it require some memorization, and I've just been lax about it. I used to be able to do it under a minute. Wow. But, like, I don't, hey. I don't think solving Rubik's Cubes are, like, impressive. Uh, hey. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ser like, I'm serious. Like, Mink, you could definitely do it if you just, like... Uh, Garrett couldn't, but I could. If you just, yeah, well, what's that mean? I couldn't do it? You could probably do it. <laughs> you could, if you, like, studied a little bit, you'd be, you'd be able to do it quick. All okay. right. So I, th I think the big thing with you, John, to, to steer this away from 24 challenging games and stuff like that is, and what people say to me all the time is like, this guy is brilliant and he's going to contribute to the world with his, with his mind. Is he nervous about playing football? No, I'm not nervous about playing football. Okay. And how, he, why do you feel that way? Because, you, I mean, you know the studies. Yeah. And I'm sure you don't deny them. No. Right. So why do you feel like that? How are you able to override that? Well, going back to your earlier question, yeah, I make a lot of stupid decisions sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you put that in that category? Definitely, but it's you know it's my decision. Interesting. <laughs> sometimes I just I'm allowed to right just be a contradiction sometimes and just say I understand this is you know probably not good for my head, but this is what I'm doing. Right. Do you? I remember last year you had a concussion, I think, in training camp. Yeah, it was, a, it was a gnarly one. It was. And I remember people asking Harbaugh, basically, like, is this somebody that you worry about maybe more than other players? Because mm. he has, obviously, a post-career using his brain to a yeah. very high level. Do you, would you ever set a number and say, if I have two, if I have three, whatever that number is, and say, if I reach that point, I'm done? I think, you know, having a number in your head is kind of a tough thing. You have to kind of gauge how these things go. I mean, everyone has a limit when it comes to concussions, but you got to kind of gauge it as it goes. Was that one last year the first one you'd ever had? 
That is the second one I've ever had. The first one in football. I got in a pretty bad car accident when I was in high school. Okay. Mm. Was there any point last year when you had that one, and like you said, it was another one that you're like, did it make you reconsider things at all? No, I was just really concerned about getting better. Mm. That was really my just full focus. Mm-hmm. Was just trying to get right, and it it took me some time. Right. Do you, Do you think that you're gonna play football as long as you can? You know, like you see some guys that they're out here. I mean, Terrell Suggs, Steve Smith, Steve mm-hmm. Smith's in his 16th season. And um, do you think that you'll be one of those guys that pushes it as far as you can? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Are we allowed to curse on here? Sure, yeah. It's a podcast. Hell you can do no. whatever you want. I'm telling you, you will not see me out here in year 16. I promise you. There is not a chance. Have you seen, like, Marshall Yondo's, like, body? It gets beat up, man. <laughs> yeah. It gets beat up. You will not see me in year 16. Right. I'm loving playing football. I'm going to try to play as long as I can within reason. You will not see me in year 16. <laughs> There's, is there a cap? Is there a certain cap? There is a cap, and it definitely comes before 16. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So you talked about chess a little bit. Yeah. And I want to get back into that. You battled one of the best uh, chess players in the world this past summer, Fabiano Corana. Caruana. Caruana. Thank you very much. Dude, don't mispronounce my boy's name like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You do a lot of research uh, for this podcast. Uh, you know, I'm not in, as embedded in the chess world as you are, even though I almost did beat you in chess with friends. Um, but I Do not recall that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit? I, I, you told me you kind of had him on his toes. Were you pretty close with Fabiano? I never told you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you just made that up. Was there another was there another guy that you almost beat? Like some other really good player? Story's getting better by the second here. This is, I'm, I'm right, really fine. You know what, Urshan? Just tell what? me about playing chess with what? Fabiano. Yeah, I played with Fabi. It was good. <laughs> Fabi. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. It's Fabi. It's he, Fabio. Uh, he beat me naturally. Uh-huh. But uh, great guy. He's a friend now. Okay. And uh, he's a good dude, and he's he's doing well on the chess circuit. If you were to invest all your time into chess and say, forget football, how good could you be? Could you be... Like, forget football, forget math? Yeah, oh, forget... If math helps you in chess, then I would forget d- math. Well, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say math necessarily helps you okay. in chess. All right, so sure, being your smart, sole focus is chess. Being smart helps you in chess. So if you're good at math, you're more likely to be good in chess, okay. I think. Okay, yeah. but you put all those things, football and math are out the window, and you just focus on chess. I'm a national master, at least, guaranteed. And how many national masters are there... I don't know, a good amount. Okay. But like if all I do is chess, I'm a national master for sure. And I think I can probably become like maybe like a candidate master, possibly a I am international master. Oh. That'd be pretty sweet. There's a non zero probability I could be a grandmaster, but I'm not saying it's high. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably less perks for a grandmaster than there is an NFL football player though, I would assume. That's true. And a mathematician. And a math really, you get you have a lot of red carpet rolled out for you? What'd you say? Bro, think about it. You're like a professor. Yeah. You're tenured. Not bad. Guaranteed salary. Not bad. Healthcare. Mm-hmm. University healthcare. That's good healthcare. Nice. <laughs> Summer's off. That Summer's is off really is nice. a really nice thing. Think day. about now that. Now you got my attention. I might just become a professor. What are you teaching people? Uh, I know it's not journalism. <laughs> <laughs> How to ask great questions about fobs. <laughs> uh, do you think that there could be a day that I ever beat you in chess? No. Like I, do you remember when I had you on the no. ropes one time? Yes, I did. You can deny it all you Wait, want. Wait, did you beat me? 
No. But I said that you remember when I had you on the ropes in chess with friends. Listen, you will never beat me in chess. Never, ever. How many times do you say you've beaten me in chess? What, like 15? Yeah, something like that. Sure. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought he was going to say higher. So okay. yeah, well, sure. 20. There we go. <laughs> if, if I ever beat you in chess, yeah. will you tweet from your account, at Ryan Mink is smarter than me? And, and if I never beat you, I'll tweet. Uh, this is really big of me. I'll tweet, <laughs> at John C. Urschel is smarter than me. When are you going to tweet that? When you're like 80? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually I'll get around to eventually it. Eventually you'll get around to it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm and down. The world will be shocked. I'm down. Okay. All right. It. We got a nice little bet here. Yeah. And do you remember though when I beat you in board games? Settlers, Settlers of Catan. Did you win Settlers once? Yes. I want to let you know, my record at game night is. I think I have the highest percentage. Maybe John Lee. Think John about Lee that would for a second. That. John Lee always. He never wins. He wants to win so bad he never wins. <laughs> For all the board game nerds out there, uh, John and I are definitely board game nerds. All right, so John, tell us we have the story time segment on this podcast. Yeah. Do you have a good story for us? Uh, let me think. Okay, so I'm in college, and it's my freshman year, and I don't know what I want to major in. I'm majoring in aerospace engineering because my mom told me to because she said I was a genius and geniuses should be rocket scientists. <laughs> so I'm in this math class. It's differential equations. And uh, we're solving some problem and it results in a fifth order polynomial equation. And the professor, he's a PhD student, pauses and gives us time to try to come up with the solutions. And uh, while well, I raise my hand, and he's looking at me like, why are you raising your hand? So he calls on me, and I rattle off the five roots. One of them was real, and then uh, there were two complex pairs. And I told them to him, and he asked me, how'd you come up with that? Like, there's no formula for getting the roots of a fifth order polynomial. And I just said, you know, I just thought through it. And he told me I was a lot smarter than him and that I should become a mathematician. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, so that's really what started. Major. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. All right. So I want to get into a little bit more beyond the smarts and all that and, and let people know about John Urschel, the person, outside of all that stuff. Ooh, we're getting deep. Yeah, we are. Uh, so I understand you are a big Fiona Apple fan. Oh, you've, you've touched me at my core. <laughs> <laughs> Huge Fiona Apple fan. Okay. And for all the listeners out there who don't know Fiona Apple, which you probably should, but... Uh, related artists on Spotify include Alanis Morissette, Natalie Merchant, Annie DeFranco, and last but not least, Cat Power. Cat Power, nice. <laughs> what was the big Fiona Apple song in the 90s? What was the, she was had like, the, go ahead. Which, I mean, which one? There were so many. There was like a big one. Uh, Sleep to Dream, Shadow Boxer. Shadow Boxer? Yeah, I think that, that might be it. I saw it was like number one on your bucket list, you told somebody, was to meet Fiona Apple. Number one on your bucket list. Yeah. I'd say that's, Dang. well, like, on my bucket list of, like, people to meet, not, right, like, right. Things, things to things do. Things to do in life. I got yeah. you. You play guitar, right? Yeah. Well, so, are you pretty good? Yeah, I mean, I've been playing since high school. I, uh, admittedly, I've been a little lax in the past year or so. I've just, I don't know, I've gotten really busy, and I don't know why. <laughs> this football thing's like, really getting in the way, huh? I know, and <laughs> so I haven't really had time, so, you know, I haven't been playing lately, which do you is... 
Do you write your own music or do you cover songs or what do you do? Uh, I'll cover songs. I'll also write my own music, just kind of like blues, jazz type stuff. Very cool. But it's it's been a little bit. What's your go-to? You're at a party, you break out the guitar, mm-hmm. campfire. I'm you... not a campfire. <laughs> I, I'm, not like, I'm not a big uh, acoustic guy. I'm uh-huh. an electric guy, so like I'm not a... Ah, yeah, I don't know why that's guy. not. I mean, I can pl- play acoustic, I can play things, but that's not my thing. Right, right. Yeah. All right, I want to get into how cheap you are. Are you the cheapest player on the team? <laughs> Do we need to use the word cheap, or can we use the word thrifty? Frugal. Frugal. Sure. Are okay. you the most frugal player on the team? Yes. Okay. Are you the most frugal person you know? Yes, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. True or false? You stay in the team hotel for as long as humanly possible instead of renting your own apartment so you can save on a couple months' rent. True. Okay. <laughs> True or false, you only have a few outfits and you use a mathematical formula to rotate combinations to give yourself a fresh look. How do you know that? True. <laughs> <laughs> okay. True or false, uh, you drive a tiny little Nissan Versa so you don't have to drive your football friends around and thus can bum rides off of them. False. Oh! My Nissan Versa hatchback is surprisingly spacious. Okay. All right. So they could ride in it if they want to, but they usually decline? Or? They usually decline, although I give Jeremy rides all the time. Okay. And we fit just fine. <laughs> Hashtag Nissan Versa hatchback. How's the Versa doing? It's doing great. Still kicking? Oh, it's still kicking. Nice. Nice. That's going to last me through my whole career. <laughs> you plan to ride it into the ground? Not into the ground, into the sunset, man. Okay. Into the sunset. There we go. One time, John and I almost had a wager. We were going to go a month and see who's more frugal, because I'm quite frugal myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but John tra- was trying to cheat. He, I, don't, I have a, a wife who you know, wanted to go out, and I had to spend money on her. I don't think you were dating anybody at the time, so you were living on a single you're, budget. You're, you're putting it on somebody else. Exactly. You, you're... Seriously, just going to blame your wife right now? That's that's what you're doing? Yes. If it were up to me, if it were just mano y mano, I would so out frugal you, it wouldn't even be close. Debatable. So what do you do when you go out to like dinner with teammates or something? Like you go out with them, they want to go somewhere nice, they go to a steak place. Yeah, if uh, if I go out with teammates, wherever they want to go, and I chip in my fair share. Okay. That's, you know, that's just being a good dude. Yeah. I didn't know if you, like, stopped off at Mickey D's on the way, kind of filled up, and then you went there and got, like, the shrimp cocktail, and that no, was it. No, no. Because I did that. That's your couple, A couple nice. road trips I've ago. been with Mank, and he does that. Nice. <clears throat> so change, uh, this changed gears a little bit. You just, uh, you're kind of in the news right now. You just did this Am national I? commercial. Well, the national commercial with Bose. Oh, yeah, yeah. And JJ. JJ, yeah. JJ Watt. So how was he to work with? Yeah, he's cool. He's just, you know, just a dude, just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how was that process? I mean, did you guys... Did you have a good time doing that commercial or what? Yeah, it was fun. It didn't take long. It was only like a half day, and me and JJ were just hanging out, having fun. Who's, nice. the, who's the better actor? Uh, definitely JJ, because I was not acting there. That was just <laughs> you being your That was just it. me being me. <laughs> nice. Nice. What was the better one, that one or the one where you danced for Gillette? He's got so many sponsors. You're one. like Tucker. I, li- I really like that one. That was a good one. I don't have that many sponsors. Need Feel more. free to add more. Yeah, more. Or anybody listening to the podcast, well, we need a sponsor for the podcast first. Then if we get extras, we'll send them your way. Okay. That goes back to the frugal thing. You just got to keep those sponsors coming in. Just gotta keep and if you get any extras, send them our way. All right. Noted. All right. So to wrap this up, kind of your reputation as a, a player and a mathematician has opened a lot of doors for you. What do you think is like the coolest thing that has kind of come out of all of this for you? Uh...
I think I've gotten to meet a lot of like really elite chess players. Okay. Which has been really cool for me. I mean, there's not really a lot of like things I want to do or like people I'd want to meet that I can't. Right. Like I'm just not that type of guy. Right. But like it's been cool to meet some some chess players. Tabiano. Well, John, thank you very much, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming into onto lounge and you know, Garrett, study up. Maybe next time you can be. I'm just glad I could. Someone recognizes that I would beat you in a fight. So we can have Urschel back whenever he wants. John, thanks, buddy. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Well, John Urschel has just left, and now I am the smartest person in the lounge. I'm still not sure I agree with that (laughs) at all. Well, it was great. John was fun. Yeah, he's great. He's he's an interesting person, obviously, and uh, I think people probably today got just a little bit, you know, more of an understanding for who he is on and off the field. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to get to know him a little bit more, kind of away from the field. He's one of my guys. He He and James Hurst. So for all you James Hurst bashers out there, you know what? You can just <laughs> makes the biggest Hearst oh. apologist in the world. Her, I'm not an apologist. I'm just a realist. No, he's All right, good. if you expect him to shut down Cleo Mack for no quarterback hits or pressures or anything, <laughs> I mean, come on. Jeez Louise. No, Hearst is a good guy. Hearst too. is a great guy. He and Herschel, and, you know, they've come down for some game nights at the Mink Manor, and I generally lose those. Hearst is a really smart guy, too. Uh, which kind of gets lost because he's really good friends with Urschel. Yeah. And Hurst Tough competition. Is, Hurst is sharp, really sharp. If he came in here, he would be the smartest guy in the lounge. So, uh, yeah, good, just good people, really good, interesting people. Yeah. Well, again, thanks to John for joining us. And as always, if you guys want to let us know what you think of the podcast, people you'd like to see on it in future weeks, go ahead and email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. Please rate, review, and share this podcast with everybody. We're going to keep trying to hammer away and get Joe Flacco on here. He's, I, I got on him again. We're still in contract negotiations. We're working with his agent. It's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. So we'll be back with you next week, this time for real skis after a win. Thanks a lot for listening. Mm-hmm.